1: Hello, Chris Evans here. Thank you for downloading this special edition of the podcast. This week, we spoke to a man who needs no introduction, but we'll give him one anyway. Dapper Dave, it's over to you.
2: Going live on your radio this morning is the star of This Morning and now best-selling writer. His autobiography, Life's What You Make It, is out now and here to tell us more is a man that's gone from Gordon the Gopher to a morning telly sofa and everywhere in between. It's the legendary Philip Schofield. (laughs) Morning, Philip. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Well done thank you
1: not congratulations because you wouldn't like that it's well done isn't it
2: um that's nice coming from you i'm fine that's lovely thank oh you.
1: mate this book is something else i wasn't ready for it i'm not i'm not sure I'm, I'm not nervous about this conversation we're going to have but i think you know i might go a lot more than you in it because you've you've you're now practiced at talking about what you've written i suppose
2: well uh if i'm honest i haven't done that many interviews um for this reason um it's getting better each time i do it the audiobook was incredibly hard to read out loud um parts of it were great fun obviously there's there's lots that's great fun uh, and i wanted it to be a, obviously a balance between i knew what was coming at the end but i wanted the other stories all the stories that my mates have said oh my god you have to write that down you have to write that down but um but yeah that's been that was tough
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it is laugh out loud funny. Some of it's so Good. funny. <laughs> uh, and I said on the air when we came on at half past six, cause I, I set the alarm for two o'clock this morning to, to carry on reading it. Cause I just wanted. I, I, I'm so glad I did by the way. And, um, I said, you know, it had me laughing and crying. It, la- it was laugh, cry, laugh, laugh, cry, <laughs> laugh within seven pages. It's that seven minutes of that yo-yo of emotion. So what's it been like for you? I have no idea at all. Um, let's kick let's kick off with a funny um when you, you you made that secret trip down to cornwall to to come out to your mum mm. you know and she was next in your relay of coming out mm. people to come out to uh and you, you 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 bought some you tell the story you bought some fish and chips well
2: i um i have a an incredibly loyal and wonderful driver called tony who's been with me for years and years and, years. and tony scraped me up and knows all my mates knows the ones that's that, that are going to lead me astray and I knew I had to go down to Cornwall. I thought, I am. there's no way that I'm going to be able to concentrate. Knowing what I'm about to do, there's no way I can concentrate. So I'm going to need Tony to drive me down, which is extravagant in the extreme. But anyway, Tony drove me down to Cornwall. I said, stop off and get some fish and chips. And we always go to this place called Flanders in Newquay, which is my favourite fish and chip shop. And picked it up, went round to my mum. She knew I was coming and she knew something was up. And um, And I went in and... She's got the most beautiful apartment, which overlooks Fistral Beach, which is my childhood wrapped up in a in a landscape, really. And so um, I sat down and we chatted, and she and we chatted, and um, I have uh, floaters in my eyes, which drive me crazy. I don't talk about them very much. I've talked about them more obviously because they're mentioned in the book, and loads of people have come to me and said, "Oh my God, me too." But this is not like the little bits that you see floating. This is like a filthy bathroom window drifting in front of my vision. And we're getting closer and closer to being able to find someone who can fix them. And they drive me mad. But they're not dangerous in any way. They just drive me mad. Especially if they hover over an autocue or something that I'm reading. And um, so I went down there. My mum knows about these. And I, we had our fish and chips. And uh, and I said, Mum, I have, I have something to tell you. So she said, OK, all right, OK. Um... I said, I'm you know, I'm, I'm gay. And, um, and she went, oh, thank God. And I looked at her and she said, I thought you were going blind. <laughs> and I thought, w- where does that... W-? And I said, what the hell do you mean? Why do you think I'm going blind? She said, well, those things you've got in your eyes. And I know you've been very sad recently. Said, no, Mum, no, no, I'm not going blind. But the, the reaction from pretty much everyone uh, in recent times, before what we call we called the event which is the event in the book as well um when i when i actually told everybody they they all to a man and woman went oh thank god we thought you were seriously <laughs> ill
1: martin your boss at this point. he said
2: oh god, thank god i thought you were dying yeah and the viewers
1: actually uh, ha- yeah. had similar thoughts because of, of the way you looked had, on screen
2: the weight had dropped off me um it, seriously i just couldn't eat i couldn't drink i describe loops in there um of it just going round and round and round in your head and it's so torturing and uh, and so my um you know the 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 relief of being able to tell people what it was that was actually silencing me in the makeup room and i'm just sort of sitting there we have, we have such a brilliant atmosphere there's such a you've seen in there i mean it's such a great team great fun and we have a laugh every day and then suddenly I was laughing slightly less, you know, and it was getting a bit more serious and I was losing weight and And, and people would say how, what a wonderful weekend they'd had and how was my weekend? And I would have just stared in the, into the fire and talked to Steph and, and these loops, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You have to come out, you have to come out, you can't come out. You can't, you have to, but you can't. What are the consequences? Yeah, but what are the consequences if you don't? So it was that sort of thing, it was weighing up, Could I live with this myself and the damage that it was doing to me, knowing the damage that if I didn't live with it just on my own and I did make it public, what it was going to do to my family. And that was the hardest thing of all.
1: But the closer the family, whether it's your work family or or your family at home, uh, the more people know when something's not right. And um, the people you work with at this morning, you've been with forever, haven't you? Mm, More or less forever, in telly terms forever. Yeah,
2: it's about 18, 19 years now.
1: And they knew something was up, but they didn't know what. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, a couple of them sort of gently confronted you with, uh, you know, in the six months prior to September the seventh, so, so February the seventh. Uh, what kind of things were they saying to you?
2: Well, it's just really Holly. I mean, uh, Holly pulled me to one side, and this was, wow. I mean, we've been at TV Centre for a couple of years, and this was when we were at the South Bank, and so it was a little while ago. And she pulled me over to one side and said, are you OK? So I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm OK. Are you absolutely sure? So I said, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm absolutely fine. And she said, well, you will tell me, you will talk to me, won't you? Um. And I said, yeah, of course. Uh, and Gino, when we were in the studio, Gino De Campo, and he was cooking and we were in a commercial break and he was about to do something. And I, uh, I didn't realise until Gino put his hand on my shoulder and said are you okay? So I said, yes, I'm fine. He said, you, this is a four minute commercial break for three and a half minutes. You have been standing in the middle of the studio floor, looking at your feet on your own. What's the matter? I said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just, you know, sort of concentrating, just thinking. And, uh, and he gave me the universal sign for call me and I didn't, you know, so there were a few people who, who spotted it. Um, but, um, uh, i think the the great thing for all of them was was relief when they found out that um that it um, i wasn't dying i know all going, all going, blind. going blind. <laughs> still time yeah well one of them's
1: definitely going to happen
2: but um but you felt like you were dying
1: yeah that's the difference isn't it there yeah. was there was a sort of
2: psychological uh, mortality that was within... i just wasn't me anymore i lost me yeah and i still haven't found me um if I'm honest, and I've tried all the way through this to, to you know, to writing the book and and, and in the few interviews that I'm doing, uh, to be as honest as I possibly can be, and I don't know that I've necessarily found me yet, um, and I'm and, you know, it, it's okay, uh, I think it's okay for me to look, um, I I I have recently found myself finding it easier to laugh more um it's always funny with holly we always laugh anyway but you know it's it's um it's just you think oh no that feels nice it feels nice to laugh that f- that feels better and so finding me is is the is the um that's the goal for the moment
1: apart from the obvious i thought the most candid pages is the book of the last couple where you talk about this and they really surprised me we'll go back to that later if you don't mind mm. um but of course this morning has you have a team psychotherapist there anyway don't you
2: yeah we have a lady called penny and penny um if you phone in to this morning and uh, and it is obviously whatever we do on the telly can't be resolved and there's something much more serious and we can sometimes spot hang on a second there's something underlying here stay on the line and we'll you know we'll talk to you in a minute and it's usually penny and penny is an angel in uh, human clothes and so so uh, penny will talk to the the people um afterwards and penny's office is next door to my dressing room and uh she walked out she caught me one day this was before the event and uh, and she just um stopped me and said what's the matter so i said nothing so she said tell me what tell me what's the matter so i said no no nothing nothing is the matter um and uh, she said every day I-, I see you walk past my office door going from your." dressing room to make up you've got your head down she said you're not you what's the matter and I said there's nothing the matter and I, I can't, won't swear on your radio show but she said you're a lying and, uh, and, and, and we left it at that and Penny was on the day of the event when I was in the studio when my, my thumb pressed that button and posted what I posted um, uh, Penny was the sort of second or third port of call her office and she was in floods of tears and she said I just knew something was wrong she said no now you can talk
1: it is it is a fascinating tale. I remember when... The last time I saw you before you just walked in now was when I came on the show last year. Yeah. Um, and you know, I didn't recognise you. Mm. You know, and it's... it's You know, and Holly gave me a look. And I thought, Phew, you know, something's going on here. Mm. And um, you look like a little old man. Do you know what I mean? Because um, there was nothing of you mm. at all. And so, so you'd... Um, so you so you literally couldn't eat, and you'd lost. You were conscious about your weight anyway because you just had a fat photo. You remember about a fat yeah. photo, didn't you? Well, Steph and I were
2: walking. We went to the Hamptons. We had the most amazing holiday in the Hamptons, and uh, and we had a picture taken. We went with some friends, and we had a picture taken walking down the beach. Uh, and I looked at it and thought, "Oh my god." Yeah. Um, you know, you are you are definitely getting more rotund now. Yeah. You have to do something about this. This was ages ago, and so I went on the five two diet, and the five two diet worked amazingly well. <laughs> <Too> well. <laughs> so so well, I shrunk my stomach, yeah. uh, had halved my appetite, yeah. and it actually was really easy. Mm. And I maintained my weight at about eleven stone, eleven eleven and a half, yeah. and um, and that was fine. And I, actually, I dropped slightly below eleven and went into the tens with um, with the five two and ITV phoned up my management and said is he all right so they said uh yeah he's looking a bit skinny on the telly and 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 paul who features a lot in the book said um, uh, mate i think you've probably gone a bit too far so i said okay fine 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 so then i you know stayed at about 11 just over 11 um and uh and then i got down to i saw the nines twelve, nine, eleven, and uh and and steph was obviously desperately worried for me um, and trying to make me eat, and it was frustrating you know everybody because you know it I just couldn't it 's not not you know in case if i didn 't want to i just could i could it was the last thing on my mind mm. um so yeah so i uh, i got i got very very skinny
1: yeah you did and do you th- did you feel like not only physically but do you do you feel like you know uh did you feel like
2: you almost began to disappear wholly yeah yeah i, I think i that would be a fair a fair assumption that that uh, i think what you do what i did and i think what a lot of people do if they're in trouble for for any sort of reasons in their head is they you disappear inside yourself um and that's when you're lost when you when when all you're all you're doing is thinking about whatever it is that is on your mind yeah. and it can be it can be work i'm very conscious you know of we speak now we're you know broadcasting across the country um, look where we all are look where everyone is at the moment look at the, look at the things that, that, peop- that, that everyone has to deal with and cope with so I'm very aware of that you know, sort of my, my issues are tiny issues compared to the issues that people have been thrown up this year for everyone um, so, so I say that you have to talk you know, even, even if you're not a talker even if it's not something that you do if you are, if you are in trouble you can't do it on your own and it will eat you up, and that was what saved me. Was talking out loud. I mean, I, I, I there's a couple of stories about, you know, about sort of psychiatrists. I'll t- tell you in a second. So, so you you've, you have got to talk to somebody, um, even if it's a mate. You have to trust someone with your burden, whatever that may be, and that's. In answer to your question, yeah, you, I just lost myself inside my head.
1: Yeah, the, the traffic starts to flow the other way. The traffic yeah. of life stops emanating
2: yeah. and starts coming in. And that's what pushes you down and it well, gnaws you up. Well, I, I thought, are you OK, OK. Um, and it was actually instigated by, the, by, by my office and the people who knew me, who knew that I was you know, in, in serious trouble. You have to talk to someone. So I found a psychiatrist and I thought, well, I'll go and see the psychiatrist. And, and that works for a lot of people. It didn't work for me because I couldn't do the hour, your hours up and then be cast out onto the street, having sobbed myself senseless and then end up on the street waiting. You know, Tony's waiting to pick me up in the car. I thought, well, I can't get in the car with red eyes and wet face and blotchy. So I can't. do. So I just nicked round the corner. And, um, and I'm standing there when it was a sunny day. I've got my head up against the brick wall and the sun is on my face. And I'm trying to sort of sort my eyes out and my, sort my face out. And a guy came up on a bike and pulled up and went, Phil. So I said, oh, hi. He said, uh, oh, mate, you've got to come and see Kinky Boots. It's fantastic. I'm in it. Oh, and I cycled off. Oh, okay, yeah, we will do. Oh, God. So I thought, no, this not necessarily for me. And, the, and another time I went, <laughs> I went round, had my hour, absolutely drained, drawn out, went round the corner, leant up against a a gate. (laughs) And you know those gates that go down into someone's basement outside. I it it opened and I and as the and and I am you know so feeling at the depths of despair oh and I went back grabbed the gate as the gate went and swung round over this huge drop uh, before I fell down into someone's basement and actually out on the street it made me laugh out loud because it looked so ridiculous and I thought ah, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore and so I found a psychologist and a psychologist has been much better for me.
1: It's funny though, isn't it? There was a sign, wasn't it? Some, some, the uni- I know you're a big believer in the universe and all this kind of stuff so you're saying it's not for you, not for you you, you keep going there <laughs> things like this are going to keep happening I've it?
2: thrown the bloke at the bike at you and now you've nearly gone into a basement <laughs> yeah. so it's not for yeah. you guess what's coming next <laughs> big bus big old red London bus
1: good luck with that one I think the best way to tell the story and it's up to you um, but I think the best way to continue to tell the story is to work backwards from the announcement. If you, mm. I, I just, I just think that's an interesting way to go, and also it's a timeline that could, people can identify with. So the seventh of September was D Day uh, for the event, and the, the, the whole 7th of February. Sorry, so I keep saying that. Sorry, seventh of February. I don't know why. Um, And you call it the event. It's not a grandiose term. It's just it's just it's just a a term that you all agreed you would use. It was a WhatsApp group.
2: Yeah, it was. I had to call it something. There were people who increasingly people who were in on the secret. My my and this is this is not mates. This is uh, office and management. And when you start to plan something. And so so we, so we, the only reason it's called the event is because that was what it was called on WhatsApp.
1: Yeah, it's not a new format. No. It sounds like it might be. Yeah. It could be. I'm not pitching <laughs> that one. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> never say never, Phil. I don't want to We're in show business, for <laughs> that heaven's sake. And so, um, so the event is going to take place on the 7th of Feb. Mm. And you decide just before the show you're going to drop
2: or post an Instagram mm. message, um, which was... Essentially, uh, that the you. My first words were, "You never know what's going on in someone's seemingly perfect life," um, and I and I sat down and wrote that. You know, I'd had it on my phone for. Well, I wrote it, then I sent it on the event because on the event there were lawyers and there were PR people and all of that sort of stuff who were brought in uh, to manage it. And that's the worst thing about something like this is the fact that it has to be sort of managed. Yeah, um, and I hated that. Uh, and so uh, so that was yes that was approved what you've written there is absolutely right and then on the on the day i went in on a friday with with cuz i i holly and i'd gone out for um, a long sort of It wasn't a drink or lunch really we were just discuss- it was a meeting where we had drinks but we stayed very sober because which is unlike us because it was a serious <laughs> uh, serious subject you know what do i do what am i going to do how are we going to do this and i said i've thought about it a lot and i think what i should do is that I'll we'll do it on a, th- a Thursday, Thursday morning, because we don't do Fridays. I said we'll do it on a Thursday morning, and then, and then, um, you know, I, I want I want you to interview me, and then um, I'll go, and you carry on, and we'll get you know sort of someone in to do the rest of the show. And she burst out laughing and said, "Are you joking?" So I said, "Well, what, 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 I can't think of another." She did. That's ridiculous. You honestly believe that you are going to do something like that? And then get up and go. Without me Um she said we do this and we do it together and we leave together, so it has to be a Friday. And then we found the Friday that actually worked. Um because Holly has been astonishing. Like that made me cry. Literally. The best mate. She's quite wise. She's she's, she's she's wise beyond her years, Philip. It's not fair. Yeah, that's true. She's she's serene um she's um she's uh calming and and sensible um and she's balanced you know uh, uh, and not just for me but also for Steph you know she's she's been balanced across across the board we we yeah, when lockdown happened we were obviously as was everyone you know terrified are we coming off air are, we, are they shutting us down and they put um uh, I used to have a flat just around the corner from here, actually, and it was the uh, the, the house out in 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 the country has got had the worst Wi-Fi possible, uh, useless Wi-Fi, impossible to broadcast from there. And so, um, so they said, "Well, you've got your flat. Why didn't we put a, put a put a unit in the flat?" And they put a full broadcast camera unit in all our houses in case we were taken off air. And it just sat there and sat there and sat there. And it was a lovely day when, you know, the bosses at this morning said, "You know, I think we can." we're not going to use these. We think we can take them out and they're costing a fortune. Um, and so, uh, so, but Holly and I, was, we stayed together um, and it was just us in the makeup room. And normally it's a big buzzing team and the, you know, Holly's got her team around her. It's like a Ferrari pit stop. And, uh, and so it was just us. And, uh, and we're doing our own makeup and we're two metres apart. And every, and we're watching our the wheels fall off the world, um, and it was like a therapy session. You know, how are you today? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. Are you sure? You know, and just chatting things through, and that was, in a way, although we missed everyone, um, just us in that makeup room. I will really treasure that.
1: Um, which you had on your phone for ages, because, you know, composing those messages, that's that's a, an intricate process, isn't it? Mm.
2: You know, what words to write. You know, how, how often did that change, that not, the, the not text? Not much, actually. From from what I sat down one night, um, and I was just sitting by the fire, um, and uh, <clears throat> those are the words that I thought sort of best summed up. I wrote two, because I wrote one that I was going to send... Um, that's, I think, what was it, 9.45. Uh, and about 20 minutes before that, I had written one for all my friends who didn't know. Um, and I sent that one first and said, this is what I'm about to do. And then the other one went afterwards.
1: So Holly reads it out. This is how, this is what you decided to do. Holly mm. Holly reads. Um, she sits down, and and the thing about Ruth, because Ruth and Eamon were hosting that day, and on the script, because it had to be secret, at the top of the, the running order was a a ten minute as yet unidentified news item. So some everybody knew something was going on, but they didn't know what.
2: Well, it, no, because the funny thing is that you can have with a show like this morning. Regularly, um, we can leave a big gap for something, and um, and you can you can start the show. <coughs> And what we what we were do what we do at the, the beginning of the show, we've all sorted out twenty minutes before, uh, and so um, and now of course you 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 can uh, it's, it's much easier now because you can just get people on Zoom. You know, not then before the days that we live in now, you had to get them into the studio. So it can it's a it's very um, it's it's a show that moves very fast. It's very um, live and limber and quick. Which is amazing for a big, bulky two and a half hours on the telly, and so uh, it's not unusual to have a big gap at the beginning of the show. And so there was a, that was just said news item on the on the scripts. But very few people knew that it was going to be you that was the news item. Uh, who knew? Well. Um, Martin Frizell, who's the who's our um, incredible editor, Emma Gormley, who's the head of daytime, uh, she knew um, Kevin Ligo, who's the who's the big boss, Kevin knew uh, the press department at ITV knew um, <clears throat> my office, obviously knew uh, the family, uh, obviously they they were all in in the in the mix as well so there were you know there were a few people that knew what it was what was going to happen but no very very few people at work so So makeup wardrobe um david and susie my team were there uh, but they didn't know why and i asked them i said i'm I'm in on friday can you come in what did they think they didn't know what it was they thought i was resigning did they yeah they thought i was quitting and they thought i was poorly camera sound no one knew gallery nope wow no one knew wow until I posted the thing, you know, obviously m- news travels very, very fast. Yeah. But when I, when my thumb actually, and that was a, you know, moment writing, writing that in the book was, you know, I can, it's just so vivid, you know. I, I was in the dressing room with um, Susie, who who does my makeup, David, who does all my clothes, and Holly, and we're just sitting in this dressing room together because I couldn't use my normal dressing room because on a Friday, obviously, that becomes Eamon's dressing room. And we're all in the guest dressing room. And I said, right, okay, well, you know, sort of this is it. And I had my f- my phone in my hand and my thumbs just pressed, to just hovering over send. And thinking, when you do this, nothing is going to be the same again. This is, this is going to change not just my life, but it's going to change everyone's life, all the lives of those around you, when you press send. And we just all looked at each other. And I said, it has to go at 9.45, because that gives everyone... Well, and we also had a newspaper journalist who was being kept across the road in White City House, and they didn't know why, And but they'd been told, because I'd said I'd do one newspaper interview, um, you might want to come down, because there's something going to happen today. And obviously newspaper people will bite on that. So, yeah, of course, so they sent someone down. Um, and then my and then I press send, and here we are.
1: <laughs> yeah, here we are, Um did were you aware when your your thumb was hovering over the send button that that Instagram post would also save
2: lives? No, <laughs> No. <clears throat> it was only after that I realized because my head probably got very, very selfish um. I, I thought a lot about me, um, a lot about Steph and the girls and the family, but I, I will admit to, you know, as we said earlier on, you get lost in your own head, um, in the darkness of your own head. And I got lost very much in the darkness of my own head and was, you know, sort of quite selfish. So I didn't think about the consequences, the wider consequences. Yes, I was concerned for family. I was concerned for job. You know, what is this going to do? How will people see me? Um, are they going to look at me differently? Um, how are they going to react? You know, are people going to, whereas people would have been nice, are they going to be mean? You know, what is it going to be like? What's the reaction going to be like? Um, And only when I did it, only when I, when we were a day after, did I, or actually that day, did I realise what it had become? And that made me feel so much better, knowing that I'd had a really, really rough time in the press um, and, and you know which is the way things happen you know sometimes it's your turn um it was it was tricky because it, it it was inaccurate and very untrue however you know we're all held to account and there's nothing wrong with that and so that on being being given a very very hard time a sustained hard time and and having a sex, this major sexuality issue in my head as well um was was what nearly pushed me over the edge um and one of the journalists who had given me a hard time um texted me so obviously had my number all the way through um but texted me and said uh uh, didn't text me to find out whether anything they were writing was true but nevertheless texted me afterwards and said what you've done has set our cause um forward uh, 10 years um and i and that was the first indication that i thought that's that's interesting i would not really thought about that and then it continued beyond that much much wider and it continues today Um, actually last night somebody messaged me and said you saved my life Um, and you made it okay
1: when you talk about the edge nearly pushed you over the edge Mm. tell us about that what what, what edge edge are you specifically talking about when
2: you get to the point where you think um, I don't know whether I want to be here anymore and that was a frightening place to be, but I think I was very, very lucky that I had Steph to grab my collar and haul me back—not physically, but but certainly mentally. We, she, when on the darkest nights, she sort of sat up with me and we just talked, um, because you know it did come in waves. Uh, and so I was lucky that I had that support. Um, and that's why we ran project 84, uh, when we were on the South bank and 84 men who take their lives every week. And we put statues. It was a most incredible, um, art installation, statues, life-size statues of men, um, on the building, uh, on the, this morning building and on the main tower, um, as a representation. And these were, um, some of them were dressed in the clothes of the men who had you know taken their lives and their families had gone into their wardrobes and and put uh, put the clothes on and those men hadn't found a way back and they hadn't either spoken to anyone or had been saved uh, and I was lucky because I had and I had staff to talk to and then she did pull me back
1: so you know this better than I do, but when we're talking about things like this, we have to sort of um, say to people listening, you know, if any of this is ringing true with you, then um, mm-hmm. we're going to carry on talking about the subject for a while. Um, what would your advice be now to anybody?
2: Um, you have to, as I've said a number of times in our chat today, you have to talk to somebody. You have to reach out. If it's, if it's that bad, then you... The, 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 the loving, wonderful arms of the Samaritans. And you may think, how can I ever, I can't ever do that. I couldn't ever do that. They are amazing. And so, you know, you, you, your head will consume you if you don't let off steam in one way or another, whether it is talking to one friend that you pick, you have to talk to your family. There is absolutely nothing wrong with showing weakness it's not like that anymore. We're not expected, as men, we're not expected to be this anymore. You don't have to be that. You can show a weakness. Um, that was always my thing, you know, in, in not not um, in a sexuality thing, but in, you know, show no weakness, show no weakness type of thing. Someone would say something and you think, right, okay, we'll plow on through thick skin, you carry on, you know, show no weakness, um, but that's not true now. And there is nothing wrong with saying, actually do you know what i'm really struggling i might be in trouble here and so i would say you know and have said you've got to talk to someone and you if if there isn't anyone in you, within your family or around you that you think you can trust with whatever it is that you want to say then f- ask for help there are so many helplines calm are amazing the samaritans are incredible And I say that a lot, you know, people who contact me and unload big time. um, There's only so much I can do. I'm not a trained psychologist. I'm not a trained therapist. I am I am untrained entirely. All I have is the training of life currently. But that's, you know, that's not uh, there is advice I will not dispense because it's just not safe because I'm not I'm not trained. But what I will always do if I can't be kind and help people in the right direction, then I will always point them in the direction of those helplines.
1: So your mum made me laugh out loud. Sorry, we're going forwards now instead of backwards, but we are going to go backwards, (laughs) because it doesn't matter. We'll just go wherever we need to, whenever
2: we need to. I can't believe you're allowed to have this amount of time keep looking at the clock this is amazing (laughs) (laughs) we've got as long as you have you never have to play any music (laughs) not when you're on not talking about this
1: anybody can press a button um well actually some people can't which is incredible but anyway uh, it's not that difficult look there's several um one of the bits that made me cry going forwards is um after a couple of weeks after and you're out and about and you're you're going out for the first few times in the real world again you pop to the shops and you buy something and you turn and this little old lady's coming in as you're trying to go out and uh, she says oh it's you and she grabs you by the arm and you sharp intake of breath what's she going to say what did she say
2: it had started uh, the event had happened the day before and it was the first time I went out to the shops it was the first time because immediately after um, the telly moment I went home with Tony and we. Were, I was just at home with Steph and the girls. The next day <clears throat> um, was, a, was, um, was a Saturday. So uh, I knew I had Dancing on Ice on the Sunday. And I went out to buy a card for someone. And um, it was the first time I'd gone out. And uh, I walked into the shop and walked up to the counter. And, I'm, and it was suddenly like I was a different person. Um... And I got to the counter and I bought the card and the lady looked at me and went, are you okay? And I said, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. Um, And she said, good. She's good because, you know, we worry about you. I said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I walked to the to the door of the shop and that was that had taken me by surprise. You know, that had been an, an a, a, a lovely act of kindness from someone I didn't know. And, um, and I got to the door of the shop and a very elegant lady, uh, sharp, sharply elegant, elderly lady, um, was in the doorway of the shop and grabbed my arm and she said, it's you. And I thought, oh God, here we go. Uh, I said, yes. She said, I can. She looked me right in the eye and she said, I cannot tell you what a difference you've made. What you did yesterday was so brave. You've saved so many lives. You've saved so many people. I'm so proud of you. In the doorway of a card shop.
1: So what? <laughs> what happened in the next five or ten minutes after that? Then um, how, how did that make you feel?
2: Well, it made me feel. It made me. Feel, well, every every moment is like an al- analysis, you know. Because then I, you know, I'm in the car and I'm analyzing what just happened. <sighs> like, analyzing, analyzing, you know, it, it that. It might be okay this actually might be all right to do this might be okay it's not okay in some areas you know um steph is is you know is a is a is an injured party here um obviously but you know the family we love each other we we you know we we, we are together um always i said in the book i say you know it's it's us four. You know the same but different and so yes yeah, it's, it's analysis and, and, I, and I was after that after that moment in the card shop I was just driving back home and I thought well I wasn't expecting that yeah.
1: well when you did the right thing you know the right things tend to happen don't they
2: mm. uh, this is this is weird you see the thing is that this you and I you know we've we've done interviews backwards and forwards over the years and we talk about telly or we talk about radio we talk about charity we talk about we talk i all i ever do when i'm doing interviews is i will i will sell whatever show i'm doing next you know uh, because that's my job and that's what i love that's what i've always loved and so all of my interviews have been you know about telly and about your job and about your shows this you know for me to do this is it's so unthinkable that I would be this honest and this open. It's so, it's unthinkable for me to do this. I wouldn't ever have imagined that you and I and the country would be having this conversation.
1: But it's like a recovering um, addict, isn't it? It's like, it's like 12 steps. You know, um, once you admit to yourself or recognise or whatever verb you want to use uh, that you have an issue um you know it's the beginning of the end of the issue and the beginning of the rest of your life mm. and with that comes you know not immediate um uh, uh lightness but it certainly feels instantly a whole lot better
2: it's not as dark i wouldn't say it was necessarily we'd we'd passed into some sort of lightness yet yet but it's um, lighter it's lighter that's Definitely what, I, that's what lighter. I meant a lot lighter um and and it is in no way as dark as as it has been so that's well, you can that's breathe good. again for a start yeah yeah but you know you're you thinking about um people say uh, constantly now you can live your best life and it's like well actually i i thought i was i, I was actually living my best life yeah um so I don't even know what that means. And Charlie Mackesy has, who who I admire so much. His illustrations are absolutely beautiful. Um, and uh, he, I I asked if he would do an illustration for my book, um, and he said yes, which I, I was thrilled with. And he um, asked for the book, and we sent him the you know, sort of pages, because it wasn't actually you know, a real thing by that stage. And um, and he sent me back and used my words. And it's on the back cover of the of the book. Um, I'm and I'm I'm wearing new clothes, but they don't quite fit. And maybe I'll grow into them. And that's how I feel.
1: Well, as I say, that's from the last few pages of the book. I love the last. Few, I love the book, but I, the last few pages, such it was, they were so unexpected. What how you talk about how you feel now? Because it isn't redemption, you know. It isn't. It's relief, but it's not release. You know. It's not celebration. It's anything. It's, it's so far away from celebration. Hmm. But it's very, very good. It's it's a it's a very good place for you to be compared to where you were. So, I wouldn't
2: want anyone to think that when they went out and they looked at <laughs> looked at you on the bookshelves or whatever that, oh my God, this is a heavy tome. I mean. It's it's the last chapter, which is the you know, well, which is last, where I had to go. Yeah, last couple of it's chapters, it's the last two. But the rest of it, we've had a laugh. No, I know, <laughs> and we'll get onto that. and I promise you, we
1: will, because you know, this is not you know misery memoirs by any chance, but um but the, the last two are really significant because you say that you know you say that at the at the beginning of chapter 14 um i might as well read it because you're alluding to it now you talk about the fact you know well here we are this is why many of you may have bought the book i'm paraphrasing but it's something mm. like that hang on a second i've got i've got the text here so here we are then uh, maybe the only reason you're reading this is because you knew i had to get here eventually i've seen this part of my story appear over the horizon and get closer and closer as i type now we are here i have no idea how to start well you did a Blooming good job in the end, let me tell you. And as I say, we will talk about the rest of your life because your life is great. So you know, the thing about, about Philip's career is... You know, again, with no real ins, no ins whatsoever. You know, look where he's got to because he loves telly. He loved telly, still loves telly. And you've had a right laugh on the way. It's the best book about the business I've read. You know, minus chapters fourteen and fifteen. <laughs> but we're not going to finish on fourteen and fifteen quite yet, if that's okay. all right. Because I think it's important. Okay. Well, it is. Of course, it's massively important. So um, let's just let's just play your reaction to when Holly read out uh, the, the your Instagram post um, on that seventh of Feb at uh, just gone ten o'clock on ITVs this morning, on a Friday morning.
2: We sit here every day mm-hmm. and I'm over there mm-hmm. and some amazingly brave, incredible person is sitting here yeah. and I'm listening to their story and thinking, oh my God, you're so brave, oh my God, you're yeah. so brave. And I'm thinking, I have to be that person. Yeah. I have to be that, that person. Because I think all you can be in your life is honest with yourself. Yeah. And I was getting to the point where I knew I wasn't honest with myself. I was getting to the point where I didn't like myself very much because I wasn't being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. So, when did you know? Oh, I think as I said, you know, in the in the book, there's no, you know, no day, just a, you know, just a a, 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 a life begins to trip you up. It just began to my head began to trip me up.
1: Well, that's the sense of it, but the there must have been a moment. Sorry, I didn't mean there must have been. I would imagine there would have been a moment—a a moment where you go, even if it, was, it wasn't
2: definitive. It's was like, yeah, yeah, you know. No, I think I think it's. Um, I think it's. It was. It was very gradual, and so there isn't a, a moment.
1: So, well, okay. Well, can I put a pin in it then? In as much as when did you first? Did you discuss it with someone that you might be gay, or did you did you with the first discussion? I presume it
2: was Steph. Hmm. Uh, I I have something to tell you. I am. I think that um, I think that conversation was was you know sort of had 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 at home. Um, and, and when you realise that you know something something is in your head that you didn't know was there. And I, I've said, you know, the, the, uh, it, it, my psychologist said to me, um, you, the human, human beings are remarkable in their, you think it's linear. You think you are linear as a, as a person. And that's not the case. We do change. We do. We do. We. You know. You like. Suddenly, you get older, and you like foods that you didn't like before. You know. Um. I. I I'll never like the white of an egg, but nevertheless, it can happen to some people. Um. But but you know. Yes. We we, we change. And uh, and I think I'm I'm was happy to. No. Someone certainly not happy. But I, I I was I was. It was better for me to understand that.
1: Right. So you gave it oxygen, and immediately that felt. A little bit better than it was the second before you gave this oxygen. Just talking. Yeah, just talking. And so then it comes to Christmas 2019, which I can't believe, having read your book, was only a few months ago. Mm. And this hadn't happened yet. And Christmas was was the
2: darkest time of all, wasn't it? It should have been the happiest time of all. My mother-in-law, and I've I've written this in the the book as well, um, who, my God, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, John and Jill, they are... amazing my whole family my god the reaction from all of them was extraordinary but just before christmas before uh, uh, during christmas um before i decided that everybody had to know and that it was actually going to trip me up properly um i was cleaning i i I clean when when i'm stressed i tidy up (laughs) um uh and uh, so <laughs> what does I, that tell you <laughs> well when when uh, when when steph steph's cooking when she 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 she'll be she'll be cooking and she'll get her stuff out to cook and um and she'll go where's the where's the pan uh it's in the dishwasher no i haven't used it yet and i clear up stuff and then if i'm really stressed then that's it the cupboards in our house are spotless you know the cupboard that's got the it's got bulbs and it's got batteries and it's got old candles and stuff in it it is so neat because I just spent a whole weekend tidying that cupboard you're a hincher I am <laughs> and so uh so I was cleaning a surface at uh, at Christmas and wiping it down and Jill uh, my mother-in-law my wonderful mother-in-law said you are the perfect man you know and I, I thought oh my god I said I just said no Jill no I'm not um, but it was the sweetest thing to say. Um, so, yeah, big support from them. Big support. And, you know, th- that made me smile when her mum said that.
1: Um, when her dad said what he said in response to you coming out to him, that mm. made me cry, mm. like instantly. Um, uh, he said, I may be your par-in-law, but think of me as your super uh, sur- surrogate par And long may it continue, brief today, uh, i.e. no problem, all very military, this is all very captain, Um, (laughs) and uh, that's a big load off my mind, as long as Steph's okay, we don't have a problem, Mm.
2: that's cool. Yeah, it was, was and he, he, I call him captain, the captain, because he, in his life, he has uh, flown... Um and he's also um uh, been the captain on ships. Um on, on 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 smaller ships, not massive ships, but smaller ships, boats and uh <laughs> well boats in fact, yachts. Uh and uh and so I call him the captain. Um and yeah, he is there is a there is a military precision to John, uh, which is wonderful and um and that's exactly what he what he uh, said. Brief today. So all okay. Nothing to worry about. As long as you're yeah. okay, Steph's okay, we're all fine. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's a very.
1: It's what you want, isn't it? It's so stoic. Well, I couldn't have wanted anything oh. else, really. And um, then you texted back, "Thank you so much, Captain. I'm so deeply, deeply sorry to disappoint you." And then he replies, "Nothing to be sorry for, here, son. So cheer up." Mm. Uh, that would have helped, I would imagine. Yeah, Of course it did. But it's still only Christmas and we're still a month and a half away from um, the 7th of Feb and also three months away from blooming COVID. Great, very funny line in the book. When I came out, the world went in. <laughs> very nice, Mr. Schofield. You <laughs> must have been happy with that one. Um, so so, so you, is, the, you allude to, again, a lot of nudges that, that get you to where you needed to be in the end. Thank God. But one of them, you read a a, a paper from a, ma- a gentleman mm. who said that he, he he came out, you know, in the later years of his life, as as opposed to many other people, uh, compared to many other people, and um, he said he didn't really have anything, but he had peace, mm. and that was that was the that was the key thing you read or heard.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I started to do a lot of research um, because you know I didn't know of. Anybody like me who um, a was my age B had had the life that I'd had C was relatively well known um, you know all of those sort of things and I just started to do a lot of research Is there has there been anyone like me? and so i you know quite obviously we're all we're we're all unique all our lives are unique no matter what and so no there wasn't anyone who was like me but i did find a lot of stories from people who you know who had had similar experiences um we had a lady on on this morning who who was and funnily enough, this is this is before you know, sort of anything had dawned in my head. And I remember Holly and I were talking about this the other day, and she, I think she was in her eighties, and she said, um, "I'm phoning up because I'm going to come out," and uh, and we went, "Oh my God, really?" Um, and she said, "Yes, I, you know, that's that's this is it. This is it. I'm i I'm now decided what I'm going to do. This is going to be my life." Um, and we said, "That's that's such a brave thing to do." And so when I'm searching through these papers and these, you know, stories from people, and it was a guy in America, and uh, and he, I think he, he'd been married, but I think he also might have been a, 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 you know, in America a parson, um, and so a man of a man of a religious man, and uh, and he dropped his particular bombshell, and said that he was, he'd found peace, he he was alone, but he was peaceful. And I thought, well, that story doesn't work for me either, because I know I'm not alone. I know I'll never be alone because I know I have the most incredible family. And Steph and I, you know, we're, we're, we'll always, always be you know, linked together with, with love. Um, but I thought, well, I like the fact that you found peace and that would be a good thing to have. Um and and when I was reading that there was the, the, the there was a storm raging in my head. And there are moments of peace now in, in in my head. So that's okay. It's not not like it was then. But when I read that I thought, mm, I like the I like the sound of the fact that you've found peace. But I don't like the sound of the fact that you've been on your own.
1: Yeah, but being on your own is having no one around you and outside of you and peace is inside you, and I think that's the difference. Well, I've been lonely in my own head for yeah
2: for a, you know, We didn't couple, have yourself, really, did you? I don't suppose. No, no, lost myself. So no, <laughs>
1: there was no one in there. <laughs> and we also we say this a lot on the show: you can't fix the mind with the mind. Mm. You know, that's the mind's that's his favourite trick. Mm. That's what it likes to pull. Mm. So, I suppose we should go back to um, to how it all started. <laughs> um, so you're born in Oldham, you move to Cornwall, um, you uh, end up on the telly, but via New Zealand. Mm. Uh, what a laugh! phil what an absolute
2: giggle well work has been a laugh i mean that work has offered me so many incredible opportunities and brilliant you know stories and moments the times when i've pinched myself and thought i cannot believe you are here as a kid who grew up in Newquay in cornwall and when i decided that I, I wrote to all the djs i wrote to everyone and um and and god love them they all wrote back you know in varying ways and um and all offering advice uh, and then i got a job as a bookings clerk at broadcasting house in london and i was packing my stuff and my one of my mates down there said why are you going why would you leave cornwall everything you want is here um, how could you not just be happy with what's here and I thought there is a lot here, but I just need something. I need something else. I want to... and I have this strange, you know, sort of love affair with TV and radio. In the early days, it was it was radio, um, and, and solely radio. Although mm, that's not true, because I listened to the radio. Listen to the radio on Roadshow came to came to Fistral Beach once a year, um, and I was there at five o'clock in the morning when they were setting it up, and uh, and so. That was obviously that radio was fascinating. But at the same time, if I saw TV cameras, uh, there's there's a TV camera, the white ones. On the, uh, it's got uh, BBC TV colour on it, and there are EMI two thousand and ones. So if I ever saw those cameras Such dancing, <laughs> dancing across the floor of either Top of the Pops or you tomorrow know whatever, tomorrow as well. Tomorrow's well, Swap Shop. Uh, James Burke did a yeah. science show. They were always yeah. in shot there, and I love them so the much. The Grand National. I bought one. I've got. <laughs> do you one. You know, what? I knew you would have done it. I was going to ask you that,
1: but I thought I was going
2: anyway. I've got. I actually found a guy. Yeah. He gave me all the kit to to make it work, but uh, but I'm terrified to ever do that because. I I think it'll burn the house down, but it looks beautiful. There's a picture of it in the book, and it is the most stunning piece of kit. They
1: are gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're so ridiculously big. It's massive. <laughs> That's why TV Centre was so big, just to fit <laughs> the, <camera's laughs> the cameras in. That's
2: all it was. That's why they now made it smaller, and it still works. Fine. <laughs> it's, all, it's all completely fine. Well, the ridiculous thing and, and the, 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 the actual twisting path mm. of Television Centre and, and, and how that has played in my life. Right,
1: how old that thought? okay because okay. i'm going to give you a break now okay okay and we're going to pick up after
2: the show and we're going to do
1: uh, we're going to chat again for, right. the, for the podcast if that's all right yeah of course and that is a great trail <laughs> 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 because that is so cool it's so cool your life is so cool it's a real pleasure to know you philip Schofield. thanks for being on the radio
2: pleasure the best of the chris evans breakfast show with sky on virgin radio
1: Thank you for downloading this special extra edition of the Best of the Breakfast Show with Skye. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe for free to get our best bits every week.
0: When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo.